If you look at monstrous stats against the Dragons at the weekend, the one thing that jumped, really jumped out at me is 241 passes. The Red 78 with Alan Quinlan and Neve Briggs. Subscribe to the Rugby Channel on the OTB Sports app and turn on your notifications now. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Time for no, 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 hey, 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 he's too old spoken about Horan, you know, he think he was a legend of all time. But he's just from Cappy Tackle, my little nephew. Hey, I'm his uncle now, he's my <laughs> nephew. <laughs> we're coming oh, we're coming oh, we're coming oh, he's my nephew now. Look, <laughs> no, this is what dreams are made of. I'm so proud of my uncle, I'm so proud of my uncle's just I'm delighted. James, how great is this on Patrick's Day? Oh, Jesus Christ. This is ridiculous. So for dreams, like, so for dreams, isn't it? Not the last year, no crowds last year, boys couldn't do it, here we are today, so for dreams. Amazing scenes there in Cheltenham for Danny Mullins and for all the syndicate there involved with Flooring Porter. Good morning, John. Ashley, how are we doing? Good. That is just amazing. That is what sport is all about, isn't it? Well, you can have your big owners and your millions and all that kind of thing, but Flooring Porter is what racing is all about, isn't it, Ashley? Like, the colours are a pint of plain, black and white. Mm-hmm. There was an ad on Facebook from Gavin Cromwell, a trainer, uh, asking people to see if they want to invest in horses a few years ago and these lads uh, a syndicate from South Ross Common Galway four lads the Sweeney's who were involved in a pub and Ned Hogarty was involved in the flooring business uh, carpets and pints and <laughs> they bought uh, the horse for a few grand it, it wasn't a, an extravagant purchase and the horse has just turned into a bit of a freak and they've all used that phrase so that's not an unusual phrase for horse racing he just keeps on winning and winning and winning he won the race last year no crowds as we know Mm-hmm. stairs hurdle and then yesterday it was just fantastic to see first of all before the race they were all gathered in a huddle in the kind of paddock area and then when he came in through the winner's enclosure it was just bedlam and Danny Mullins was put on the shoulders of James Cahill from the hurling pod the hurling yeah. pod took over Cheltenham yeah he's not coming back he said he's done <laughs> it's all horse racing yeah. from now on it was unbelievable and I think Danny Mullins as well, he, that's a great story in itself. Even over the last year, year and a half, like he's really come into his own and it was a great ride. Like the way that he held him back, he sort of brought him back to the pack. He was really like taken off in front. He held him back and he, he just really timed it well coming up to that straight. It's so hard to do, Ashing in a three-mile race over hurdles to, to go from the front because horses generally need to stay to win that race. So usually you're a sitting duck. So he was able to judge the fractions of the race perfectly. It's probably the ride of the season. Mm-hmm. And then we would have said that about Rachel Blackmore on Tuesday in the champion hurdle, the way she was so confident on Honeysuckle. But yesterday, they were then just stacking up behind and then they put the pressure on. But then he had more and more and more. And he, I asked him, did he know they were behind? And he just knew they were. And then he knew how much he had up that mm-hmm. finishing hill. And the hill is much steeper in the flesh here, Ashley and Cheltenham, as you would see on TV. And even as a horse, he, he's not a hell of a lot to look at, John, but my God, he gets the wins. 
No, he's a bit quirky. He's a bit of a strange mm. animal in terms of his temperament at times. Uh, like, he threw away his chance at Punchestown last year. So, Gavin Cromwell has done a great job both to have him here a year on. It's not easy with horses getting injuries quite easily. Mm-hmm. And then to go and win it again. And he's a horse that just needs to have quiet handling. And Danny Mullins, as you said, rode him with, with supreme confidence. And that's the way he's been riding all season. Yeah, it is. It's an unbelievable story. And you're actually speaking with Danny Mullins, and we're going to have a listen to that now. Uh, it's a fantastic day, you know. Florin Porter, great little horse, big performance to win at this stage. The reception we got afterwards was fantastic. I saw you in a playing with Sean Flanagan recently. I'd say this was an even bigger thrill. Yeah, you know, this lad is nearly as big an airplane as Sean's, so <laughs> you know, the, these are the days it's all about. And last year, no crowds. Look, it was great to have a festival then, but this year, the reception was just off the scale. It was, you know, to win at Cheltenham is what it's all about and for the syndicate you know to be here and enjoy it this year they really got to enjoy that and that's as as good a reception as you'll see after a race this is what it's all about as well isn't it you have your big owners and they're important for the game but the small syndicates like a pub and a carpet shop and lads from the west that's the lifeblood of racing that's it you know and for the lads you know to be able to buy a horse like him and mix it with the best it's what racing's all about and fantastic to see it Talk to us about the race itself, because obviously you're in the van, you're in the front, and like last year. Yeah, everything went fairly straightforward, you know, got away handy, kept jumping all the way, and galloped out strongly, yeah, good. Did you know they were stacking up behind you? I could hear them, yeah, you know, you, even the first circuit, I, I knew I was a couple of lengths clear down the back straight, and we went a, a strong gallop. I got to stack up and let them roll again. How do you judge it then when you're coming to the last, for example, of how much you have in the tank and, and the feeling that you might have this race in the bag? I get into the furlong pole with a lot of petrol left in Cheltenham. It's a, it's a special feeling, you know, after going that gallop, you need a good horse underneath you to be doing that. So the reception, they put you on uh, their shoulders? Yeah, the ride in the shoulders was a little bit more wobbly than the ride in the race, but, you know, to be part of those celebrations is fantastic. You're not going to get tired of this winner for a while, but you got Tornado Flyer in the Gold Cup on Friday, Danny, and this horse won the King George, which is normally one of the key trials. So you'd have to think he might have got an each-way chance. I think he's definitely got an each-way chance. You know, the way he hit the line in the King George says he has every chance of seeing out the extra few furlongs in the Gold Cup, and, you know, we'll give it a good rattle. Uh, I've plenty of faith in Tornado. Yes, an exciting day at Cheltenham, John. It is Gold Cup Day. It's a massive day in the racing calendar. What can we expect? Um, I expect we will be having more Irish winners by the end of the week than the UK, but it's only 11-10 at the moment, so it's been closer. Now, they had only five winners, the British contingent, last mm-hmm. year. So to have 10 is good, and it's good for the competitiveness of the game that they've had these winners. Uh, but I'd expect we will be ahead by the end of the day. I'd expect an Irish Gold Cup winner. I think Protector Ash and Royal Pagai have work to do uh, for the home contingent to win the Gold Cup. So I'd, I'd be confident the Gold Cup will come back to Ireland after Manella Indo won it last year and was brought to Waterford with uh, Henry de Bromhead and Jack Kennedy riding it then. Um, mm-hmm. I'll go through each race here. Uh, we'll start with the half one. Now, the going, as we saw on Wednesday, Ashley turned heavy. Mm-hmm. Uh, then it became a little better yesterday with the drying ground. Uh, they were using a new course. There's two courses at Chatham. There's an old course uh, and then there's an, a new course on the inside, and the new course is a more galloping track, and you have to um, 
really, really stay the Gold Cup trip. Uh, jumping is not as much of a premium on the new course as it is in the old course, but um, the ground is drying out all the time here, so I'd expect it to be on the soft side of good today, mm-hmm. but they did race it yesterday, so that might make it a little bit gluey and a bit sticky for the horses. So the half one is a triumph hurdle. I wouldn't recommend a bet in this race. Um, it's a difficult one to work out. Vauban uh, won the last time at Leopardstown. He's got a lot of speed. Uh, Willie Mullins, I think, is confident he will improve for that. And when I met Willie Woodlands last week at Leopardstown, he gave me two bankers, Alaho and Fasal Vega, and they both won already, and they're confident about Vauban. That probably should say enough. Mm-hmm. But it's a juvenile race, four-year-olds. The, 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 these horses at that age can be in and out in terms of their form. Gordon Elliott has got a couple in his field door who was very good earlier in the season. And Pied Piper, who's won here over the course and distance at Cheltenham, both have chances. Il hadn't run until he ran at Leopardstown last time and he was third and he's definitely one to have on the right side in the future but once again Paul Tennant the stable jockey has chosen Vauban with a couple of English challengers Porticello Knight Salute Dr Parnassus uh, Lunar Power for Noel Mead mm-hmm. I'd say it's going to go to one of the front three Vauban Pied Piper or Fieldor but I wouldn't recommend a bet in it uh, the 210 then is the county hurdle there's a horse called Stateman who ran a Christmas at Leopardstown and fell this is a handicap so what they try to do here is frame the weights that the jockeys carry on their back so that mm-hmm. all the horses theoretically have an equal chance but state man probably hasn't shown his best form yet and that's why he's the favorite in the betting and i do think he's ahead of his mark as it were so state man but you're talking about a, a race that's got what 26 runners two miles over cheltenham they're going to be going mad mad clip you don't know um, what can happen well that's it it's, it's hold on for dear life mm. you have to be lucky and running like a horse could be brought down in front of you. You could fall. You could be hampered. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, so it's 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 not as simple as state man just turning up and winning. Uh, so there's loads of horses with chances. Surprise package won the Imperial Cup last weekend. Uh, I like to move it. Has been running consistently in handicap hurdles. West Cork won over the course and distance earlier in the season. Mm-hmm. I might make Mozzie. Gavin Cromwell had a big winner for Porsche yesterday, and he likes this horse. Might make Mozzie. Uh, he's a, a decent price. Um, the one I'm going to go for each way is Colonel Mustard. Uh, it's nothing to do with Cluedo now, Ashley. It's not going to be with the, the the lead piping in the billiard room. Um, but Colonel Mustard, Lorna Fowler, uh, trains this one. He's been running in graded races behind the likes of John Bond, Sir Gerhard, and they've run well already at the festival this week. So Colonel Mustard is around a seven-to-one shot. I think he's the each-way play against State Man today. That is the county hurdle at 210. The 250 is the Albert Bartlett Novices hurdle. Once again, you have 19 runners. This is a very difficult race to work out because there's a load of potential. You've had, like, I remember Bertie's Dream winning this at 33 to one. You had Minella Indo, the Gold Cup winner, won this at 50 to one. This race well, a few years ago. It's a very, it's a very difficult race to work out. This is not once again a betting race that I would be getting involved in. Let's go through them. Hillcrest is all over a chaser for the future. Hillcrest, the favourite, in the colours of the late Trevor Hemmings. But once again, yeah, earlier in his career trying to win this, it could be difficult to Ginto for Gordon Elliott as a consistent horse in Ireland. Manella Kakuner I really like, but I think it would be a better horse next year. The nice guy, obviously, mm-hmm. as I am. Um, <laughs> Sean, Sean, Sean O'Keefe rides him. He's got a lot of uh, potential. Haven't seen the best of him, possibly. He could have an each-way chance. Sean Trills for Henry de Bromhead. Bardenstown Lad is a consistent horse. If I was going to pick a couple each way at massive prices, and the reason why they're massive prices is that they could flop. Yeah. But Eric Blood, Eric Bloodaxe, I Joseph O'Brien talking about Eric Bloodaxe on a, I think it was a preview of the Breeders' Cup on Off the Ball Saturday about six months ago. And I said, give me one horse to follow for the season. And he said, Eric Bloodaxe. Horse won at Limerick at Christmas. Fits mm-hmm. the trends. Has been 
was desperately disappointing in the last day. So he might have gone at the game, Eric Bloodax. But at 28 to 1, 33 to 1, he might be worth 50 cents each way or euro each way. The other one is a complete... Remillies is just... They were raving about Remillies in Willie Mullins' yard all last year as a brilliant bumper horse. And he never did it on the track, really. He's 33 to 1 with Brian Cooper in the saddle. He won last time out. He doesn't have any respect for the hurdles whatsoever. But if Remilly stays, he could be the complete fly in the ointment in this one. So once again, a zero each way race and it's a difficult one to work out. Uh, the 410, we'll get to the Gold Cup at the end here. The 410 yeah. is the, the, the Hunter's Chase. The one I like here is Winged Leader. Barry O'Neill from Wexford has ridden, I think, over 500 winners in point-to-points. And this Man. is where the point-to-points jockeys come. But he's never had a winner, Cheltenham. He just got Rama a few years ago, who was so close. And Winged Leader is about second favourite, about five, six to one. One last time, beat Bill away by 12 lengths. That's Hurlis. He's an improving horse for the Northern Ireland trainer, David Christie. He's only eight years of age, which is quite young for Hunter's Chases. I think if Winged Leader can get into a rhythm, he might have a squeak of uh, being in the frame there for Barry O'Neill. I'd love to see him ride a winner at Cheltenham in the Hunter's Chase. In the 450, this is the Mayor's Chase. Concertista is a very good horse. I just don't know if she stays. She was harried out of it in the Maris Hurdle over the same distance, two and a half miles last year. Eddie May was second in this last year. Mount Ida is the hot favourite for Gordon Elliott. But this horse does tend to hit one. Mm-hmm. And the one I've gone for each way is Zambella, as is the English challenger for Daryl Jacob, another Wexford jockey, riding for Nigel Twist and Davies. is a brilliant jumper. She was either fell or brought down in the race last year when creeping into contention. She's been running really well all the season. I think Zambella is a good each way play, about 12 to 1. The last race, my nap of the day is in this. It's adamantly chosen, who is going to be ridden by Richard Deegan for Willie Mullins. About a six, seven to one shot. Once again, a bit like State Man, I think he's got a bit in hand on the handicapper. This is the race Willie Mullins targets with his stars of the future. Got up on the Champs you saw yesterday, won this easily last year. Yeah. Don Poetty won this race before. He had Kilulta Vic in this race. This is the race, Sir De Champs. Willie Mullins targets this race with a horse that who'll be his one for the future. And this horse won the one of the big bumpers at Punchestown last year, the Goffs Land Rover bumper. So he's one of the big fields. If he stays the trip, adamantly chosen, I think, would be ahead of, the, ahead of the handicapper. About seven to one each way is my nap of the day. And then it's Gold Cup time. So it's a hard one to work out, Ashin. It's a, it's a difficult one to work out. 22 fences, three and a quarter miles, 3.30. We know the kind of roll of honour back and through the years. Arca won it three times. We'd best mate win it three times. Album photo a couple of times. Yeah. Photo star a couple of times. Dawn run the mayor in 1986. Who could forget that desert orchid, the grey in 1989? Such a rich history, this great steeplechase, the blue ribbon of the game. 100 years in two years' time. This is the 1924 was first run. So... What are the storylines here? There's a few storylines. I suppose we go through the card here. Yeah. Al- album photo has won it twice. Ten years of age now. Willie Butters hasn't been too happy with him. I'm not so sure. He still tends to make a mistake in his races. Mm-hmm. Maybe Father Time is against album photo. Uh, although Sean Flanagan and Connor Dwyer on the Saturday panel last week uh, both liked him as an each way play for this race in the in the in, in, in the Gold Cup, not not to win. I think they both went for Manella Endo, but album photo. I just don't I don't know if time is against him. A ten year old has not won the Gold Cup since 1998. A Plutar is the class horse of the race, and if he's improved at all since last year, he wins under Rachel Blackmore. What a story it would be for Rachel and Henry de Bramhead to win the Gold Cup after, yeah. after winning the Champion Hurdle on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. The only thing I'm concerned about is the yard is not as sparkling as it was. Now, Honeysuckle won on Tuesday, but the yard is not as sparkling as it was last year. 
journey with me and Bob Ollinger did not run as well as I think they could have okay. this week, even though Bob Ollinger won. So Plutard, I also don't know if he stays. He's running a Ryanair chase in the Gold Cup of the festival. He hasn't won either one. Mm-hmm. So Plutard for me might be, just might find one too good, but he's a class horse of the race. And if he shows what he showed at Haydock, he definitely has every chance of winning. Asterian Forlange falls too many times for my liking. I also don't think he stays the trip, but he'd be, he'd be, he'd be, cruising, he'd be cruising at the top of the hill. Um, I don't think he stays. I Rice is outclassed. Chantry House was was pulled up in the King George, wouldn't and finished tired the last day. I, I, he could he, he he does have course form, so it wouldn't be an, an absolute sensation if he won. But I think he's more of an each way chance than a win chance. Galvin is a stayer. Yeah. Galvin obviously trained by Gordon Elliott. It would be a redemption story. We know Gordon was banned this time last year. If Gordon won the Gold Cup for a second time, he's won it with Don Cossack before. Galvin's won over the festival over a longer distance. He beat a Plutard at Leopardstown at Christmas. We know if Galvin's there coming to the last in contention, he'll probably win because he will stay better than And do we know, John, if uh, Davy Russell, will he be on board? Do we have any word Uh, on that? I think think we're confident that he will be. Brilliant. Um, um, And Davy's got a great tune out of the horse Mm. who was bred in County Clare. Uh, Manella Indo, last year's winner. um, Would he prefer better ground? Possibly. Robbie Power's on him this year. I think about Manella Indo, he, he flopped in the King George at, at Kempton, and I don't yeah. think he's been showing the same sparkle as last year. Protector at for uh, Dan Skelton, hasn't run for months, could be an improver, could be a, a, like he won so well at Aintree. The mm-hmm. only thing about Protector at, he hasn't faced this class of force before, but he is the improver, potential improver of the field. Royal Pagai, I think, needs deeper ground. I don't think he's good enough. Uh, Santini, once again, a bit like Album Photo, I think his best days are behind him. And the one I'm going to go for, the very last one, Ashling in the in the in the numbers, Tornado nice Flyer, number eleven, Danny Mullins. Danny Mullins, what a story that would be, John. It would it would be Willie Mullins. It's all about the yards in form, and Willie Mullins is the yard most in form at the moment. He's mm-hmm. had five winners, I believe, at the festival so far. Tornado Flyer won one of the key trials for the race, the King George. Now everybody said, well, the race mm-hmm. fell apart because Frodo and Manetta Indo uh, went too fast in front, and, and Tornado Flyer just picked everybody off. But Tornado Flyer, if he stays, it's an if. But if he stays, if he's there or thereabouts, his stamina, he's always looked like staying in races. He was third in the bumper here. He was third in the Ryanair last year. And if Danny Woodlands can get him into a position where he has got into a rhythm, he also has a tendency to hit one. I'm just ch- chancing at about 11 or 12 to 1 that Tornado Flyer could reach the frame. But Plutard, the class horse in the race, Gavin's the stare. Tornado yeah. Flyer is the one I'm going to go for. Yeah, for me, when I was looking at the race card, I was thinking, Galvin, it'd just be an unbelievable story for Davy Russell, for Gordon Elliott. I wouldn't mind seeing the Gold Cup come back to County Meath as well. That'd be a nice little story in there too. Um, but yeah, as you said, it's hard to know. You don't know what's going to happen um, in a race like this. But yes, it's, it's unbelievable. And John, for you, over the it's 20 years now that you're reporting at Cheltenham, well, that's incredible. When I seen you tweet that during the week, I actually couldn't believe it's been that long. It's, it's quite amazing. How has it been, I suppose, from the start to now? Um, what differences have you seen? The big difference is the Irish dominance mm. of the festival. That's the big thing that I've seen. And it's really I'm still something I can not really get my head around because I grew up when I was seven years of age, Don Run won the Gold Cup. It was the front story on the news channel, not the sports. It was the 6-1 news with Don Run winning the Gold Cup mm-hmm. because back then, a lot of people had to emigrate and leave Ireland and... Didn't want, didn't want to leave. And for Don Run to win the Gold Cup or Easterbrook to win the champion hurdle, it was a source of pride for a lot of people that we mm-hmm. were 
um, showing our best of sport on the international stage. And we know with flat racing, Aidan O'Brien has done that. Vincent O'Brien before him, they've gone around the world and they've won big races, the Melbourne Cup and all the races, the Breeders' Cup and the Epsom Derby and that. And Irish horses at jumps meetings have done the same. But it was like 24 years between Grand National wins, 75 to 99. And when I went to Cheltenham first, Ashley, it was so intimidating. It was just, you really felt like an underdog. You felt like, as a member yeah. of the press, you felt like I'm, I'm at a... Like uh, I, I'm at a place here that uh, is just the big leagues, mm-hmm. and to see Ireland win 23 races. Obviously, none of us were here last year, but even 2017, we won 19. You're yeah. just—it's it's a reflection, I suppose, in one way of how Ireland has progressed as a country. Because 30 years ago, 40 years ago, we'd be selling all these horses because we couldn't afford to keep them. And now all the big owners, all the money has come in, and Ireland is a, a, a forward place when it comes to sport. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, 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 and racing um, generally the best horses come out of our country and France as well so um, I, I think it's a maturity from, a, from an Irish point of view and we've been able to showcase our best jockeys uh, owners, horses and, and trainers over the last 20 years so that's the biggest change is the Ir- Ireland has conquered Cheltenham mm-hmm. and that's not a bad way to, to round off two decades so I'm, I'm hoping that will continue in the Gold Cup today Yes, absolutely. And this week for you, how has it gone? I know um, you had a bit of a slow start, but you're hoping this is it now, this last day, you're going to pull it out of the bag for us, John? <laughs> well, one thing as well, I've never done over 20 years, Ashley, is drink. So uh, my tips have been almost driving me to drink, to be honest, uh, over the first three <laughs> days. Uh, it's been such a cold snap and you just don't know when that you're going to have a cold snap. Uh, no. I've had a great I've had a great run here. of uh, I think about 14 years profit of eight, eight years profit out of the last 11. So you're going to get uh, you're going to get years when it doesn't go to plan. So all I'll say to anybody out there is um, just be aware that my tips are, are cold. Uh, just make sure you go each way. Don't go, don't do it in the city. Never bet more than you can afford anyway. Um, but last year, the last two winners, and that, that's you want to go to otbsports.com. I've gone for wins only to try to get into profit. But what I'm recommending to anybody out there is make sure you go each way in these races because uh, I've got a specific strategy which doesn't like mirror what everybody else should be doing. So that's just my madness here. So I'm hoping, but uh, hopeful rather than confident, I think is the best thing I can say, Ashley. Yeah, and you've given us a few good each way bets there as well. So um, yeah, I wrote them all down. I'm sure we'll get them up online as well for everybody to see. Well, John, enjoy it the last day. Have a good one and hopefully we'll be successful. <laughs> Thanks, Ashley. Take care. Thanks, John. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.